Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. That's who we in applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In FL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave Damashek. Welcome to a special episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? As we've been doing the last couple weeks, we've just finished watching the top 100 NFL players on NFL Network. This week, uh, they addressed 80 to 71, and uh, as usual, some very questionable choices here. Here to help me break it down a little bit, uh, my main man from NFL.com, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure. I uh, I feel a little... What? Uh, somebody's going to be upset about his ranking. Oh, you do? We'll All right, do. we'll yeah, get to that. Let me just say that uh, yesterday, Tuesday, we uh, we were joined by Steve Weish to talk about uh, contenders in the NFC, who's going to knock off by division the teams that won the division crown in 2011, what team is most likely to knock them off by division. Go back and listen to that one. That was episode number 66 uh, here in Studio 66 of the Dave Damashek football program, and that uh, we also celebrated uh, yesterday, our um, which I've uh, that being Tuesday, we celebrated uh, our one millionth download. So, uh, so much to uh, to be excited about. But uh, and then we're going to do part two tomorrow of episode sixty six. It's uh, well, if if you're a newcomer to the show, what we like to do is we honor the player in sports history who wore that uniform number best. And of course, Mario Lemieux won that. And uh, tomorrow we're going to uh, we're going to do some of that with uh, we're going to talk about Lemieux's career and his significance to the sport and argue 
perhaps that he's the greatest player of all time. But anyway, that's something to look forward to tomorrow, and I encourage you to go back and listen to part one of episode 66 with uh, with the great Steve Weish. Right now, though, let's get back to this top 100 player list rank, and uh, let's count it down in case you did not see it on the network uh, on Wednesday night. Jordy Nelson at number 80, mm-hmm. breakout year there, building on what he did in the Super Bowl the year before. Had a great year, obviously, with uh, Aaron Rodgers at 79. Namdi. I, I, I'm going to withhold my opinions until I get through. Yeah, Let me just, just read. Why don't you roll 78, Derek Johnson. 77, A.J. Green. 76, Carl Nix. 75, Jason Witten. 74, Joe Flacco. All right, I'm, gonna, so I'm holding my opinion. Holding your opinions. 73, Jonathan Joseph. 72, Lance Briggs. And 71, Deshaun Jackson. Lots of uh, red flags jumping out at me from these 10 names. Where shall we start, Rank? Where should you start? I, You know what? I wish I would have been able to watch this with Joe Flacco. And then what is he? I'm not number one. I'm the best. <laughs> Can you imagine how outraged he is? He's, he's not even top 10. He's got to be so upset right now because he thinks he's the best in the game. And it's always a ridiculous notion to me because I know you hear this about uh, quarterbacks or whatever. And maybe this is a, 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 a poor analogy. Of, you know, you hear guys, you know, going like, oh, you should always feel like you're the best. I don't know, because, you know, where I come from when I do a little stand up mm-hmm. is I can sit there and I can watch Brian Regan on the stage and be like, you know what? That guy's funnier than me. I can see it. I can tell from the audience. And I know just from I, I'm not as funny as this guy. I don't get what the big deal is for a quarterback like Joe Flacco to be like, yeah, I'm not as good as Tom Brady because you're not. I know it is. That's a great point, actually. That's a funny uh, thing to point out because they say, "Well, you want these guys to all think that they're the best player in the league." There's nothing wrong with Joe Flacco saying that he's the best quarterback. Well, it shows a that he's bit. deluded, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because doesn't that mean that if he really believes that, that he's going to attempt to make plays that he's not capable of playing? By that logic that you just point out, you're right. That you know, you always hear in baseball, you hear it much more. Hey. Stay within yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do too much with the bat because you're not capable of doing certain things. Yeah, maybe quarterbacks should also play by that same rule. Hey, Joe Flacco, you can't make the same throws Dan Marino made, so don't try. <laughs> right? That exactly. A- so he's at number 74, and as much as I've criticized him over the years, I do think he's I think he's in store for a big 2012 with the, with the Ravens. I think Torrey Smith is going to have a good year for him. I think Ed Dixon is going to continue to rise there. That's why they were able to let Todd Heap walk away is that they're confident in their two tight ends. And um, I, I think that, you know, Anquan Bolden getting long in the tooth. But I think that that offense is going to carry the load much more, especially now that uh, Suggs is out, or we'll see for the year. I don't know how long he'll be out. He insists he's coming back. Either way, that defense, I think, is on the wane a little bit. Ray Lewis is old. Ed Reed is old. Suggs is out. Um, not is the key to that dif- de- to that defense. But that offense has to take off a little bit because you can expect – in Pittsburgh with Richard Mendenhall, he maybe doesn't play all season long. But that being said, with the rebuilt offensive line now in Pittsburgh, you can ex- expect that that offense 
will do even better than what it, it than what it's done in the last couple of years. And now the Bengals are a legitimate contender. So the Ravens and Joe Fla- the Ravens are going to need for Joe Flacco to rise up and do something, especially in an era when running backs are injury prone more and more. And Ray Ray Rice, as good as he's been, has now been in the league. He'll be going into his fifth year. There could actually be a little tread on that tire. He still is in his prime. But, you know, as much as he's been pounded over the last couple of years, it, it sort of falls on Joe Flacco. If they are going to finally get to a Super Bowl, it's going to be on his shoulders. And to his credit, that was a touchdown pass he threw or should have been a touchdown pass to Lee Evans. How different would we regard Joe Flacco? As many jokes as I've made about him, they should have been in the Super Bowl. Lee Evans holds on to that ball, or for that matter, Billy Cundiff makes that field goal and sends it to overtime. Maybe they pull the game out there. They get to that Super Bowl and play the Giants, I, you know, uh, they very well win that. We wouldn't be laughing about Joe Flacco saying that now, would we? Maybe a little. You think so? Well, you know, it, it depends. Well, Eli Manning is now, I mean, you you, you hear people, all, this offseason people are buzz like, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, or Eli Manning? What? Yeah, that's ridiculous. But they, he, the point is, is Eli Manning still has two Super Bowls. And so, but when you look at the list, Joe Flacco at number 74, you, you, we do get a chance to see some of the guys who are revealed behind him, Tony Romo being one. And if you gave me a choice of Joe Flacco hmm. or Tony Romo, Good point. I would take Tony Romo. Sure. And when you start looking through some of these names, too, and you compare them to guys who have already been revealed, it's also interesting. A.J. Green comes in before Hakeem Nix. I'm not sure I make that. Uh, Jordy Nelson ahead of Hakeem Nix. I'm not sure I make that judgment I either. definitely don't like that one. A.J. Green and Nix, both high pedigree guys. The knock on Nix would only be his health because when he's healthy, I've praised him up and down for how great he is. And I think he's, you know, if he just can stay healthy for 16 games, he'll have a gangbusters 2012 season. A.J. Green ahead of him, yeah, questionable. A little questionable, but the biggest one. But I, but I would, to defend A.J. Green over Knicks, at least Knicks has had Cruz and Manningham and other guys that are legitimate threats that maybe open things up for Knicks. A.J. Green in his rookie season was out there basically by himself. Who else? Oh, Jerome Simpson. Jerome Simpson. Hmm. Jordan, I mean, Jordan Shipley was hurt early in the year. So, I mean, he was the – you knew the ball was going to him and – continued to have I mean you know had a good season over the course of the uh of 16 games but you made the point last week when you were talking about Hakeem Nicks the performance he put in at the Super Bowl 10 receptions an MVP like performance still waiting for that for me well I agree with that what's what's ridiculous is though so AJ Green Hakeem Nicks we can debate those Jordy Nelson we can which which order they go in one thing's for sure they all go ahead of Deshaun Jackson don't they (laughs) they should is this based on 2011 into 2012? Because every week we ask the question, what is this list based on? And we ask all the executives and everybody who puts this thing together at the NFL Network. And the answer is, who do you want going into 2012? You know, plays off of, obviously, it's informed by what we saw last year, most importantly, but over the course of their career. So Deshaun Jackson, terrific player for the majority of his career. But last year, dreadful and, you know, doesn't belong anywhere close to the top 100 based on last year and now going into this season I expected he'll uh, he'll come back and like I call the the last year's dream team I call him the redeem team and I think he'll redeem himself here but st- I, you know straight up who would I rather have Knicks AJ Green or Deshaun Jackson I would definitely take the two names I just said before Deshaun, right? Probably take Jordy Nelson too, because Deshaun Jackson has been big on. Promise. I don't know. Not not if you take him away from it. If you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation, I don't know. Jordy Nelson would thrive 
uh, you know, with Michael Vick or whatever, you know, you put him in another situation. But anyway, I'm sorry. Fair, no, 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 fair point. But Deshaun Jackson, I guess we should congratulate him or laud him for doing something that no player has ever done in the history of, of actually organized sports is the guy who goes into the contract year and is actually worse. Mm-hmm. The guy who doesn't rise up to the occasion, you know, I'm thinking of like Gary Matthews Jr. Some other guys who, you know, when you get that final chance to go get a big contract, they actually play better. Deshaun Jackson goes in reverse. Still, when you when you look at Deshaun Jackson's career, and I start thinking about like big moments, a lot of his big moments are negative, where it's like him flipping the football before he crosses the end zone. He even did that in high school. And there's not a lot of big moments that I look at where we were just talking about Hakeem Nicks, 10 receptions in the Super Bowl. I've never seen Deshaun Jackson go out and really take over a game. I guess he did have that punt return. Yeah, I was going to say that's the gonna, play that stands that's out. That's the play that kind of sticks out. And if you, if we had more of that, if if that was a consistent thing where that Deshaun Jackson showed up every time, then I would certainly put them maybe even higher on this list. We don't get that all the time. And it's just one of those things that makes me, and maybe this is unfair to him, but it makes me regard him less because we know how good he can be and he's not being that good. Well, I do like the idea of being petulant in a contract year. Like, well, you want me to try hard and pay me more, you know, and that I, I like that, uh, that, <laughs> that, that it's a, we'll see how, how well that works with uh, future contract negotiations when guys are in the, uh, when their deal is up. Um, I like Lance Briggs getting some attention. You could make a case. He's even higher up there. It's interesting. He, you know, he, he, has tried to get out of the bear situation or at least in negotiations has threatened to not play for the bears um, over the years. But the fact is, I think he's in, I think he's now been in five pro bowls. Mm-hmm. It's it's so, sort of under the radar that, uh, you know, because I guess Erlacher gets the majority of the attention over the last decade with that defense, but Lance Briggs, no jive there that uh, he's number 72. And it makes you wonder where Erlacher is going to show up on this list because, um, Erlacher, of course, missed two years ago, missed essentially the whole year there. Briggs has been the more consistent performer, at least, but you expect Erlacher is going to be ahead of him there. Jonathan Joseph deserves some kudos as well for transforming the um, the Texans secondary there. That team went from being a, a, a punchline for their inability to stop anybody. They bring in Jonathan Joseph, and suddenly that secondary and that defense was transformed. Now you could give Wade Phillips a lot of credit for that too. But Jonathan Joseph goes down there, and, and you know, and then they get uh, Brandon Harris out of uh, out of Miami too. But Joseph is the key addition in 2011 that makes that defense and makes that team the division champions and you expect i i do wonder what's going to happen to those texans though because like we talked about with steve weiss yesterday with D'Amico ryan's how big a loss is that going to be to that defense i wonder if they'll if they'll really fall off we all assume the texans aren't just going to win the south this year but are one of the top two favorites to get to the super bowl this year i wonder how bad they're going to fall off without williams Without uh, well, Eric well Winston, without yeah, oh, yeah, but you want, but without Eric Winston, but you know, Matt Schaub comes back, but is that enough to, you know, I mean, obviously they're playing at the end of the year with T.J. Yates at QB, so, um, but yeah, that's going to be an interesting team to watch going into 2012. It's interesting too that Jonathan Joseph goes ahead of Namdi, and when you when he when he hit the free agent market last year, that's a good people point. Thought yeah. you know maybe he goes to the Texans or you know and turns that defense around, but it was actually Jonathan Joseph that went down there. The players actually recognized that and put him ahead of him, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is a good call, Rank. 
And Jason Witten is a guy who comes in at 75. I'm not really uh, swayed too, more, uh, too far one way or the other if he should be higher, he should be lower. Seems just about right. We need Jason to see Witten. the context of what comes yeah. in front of him. Who all is going to be there then? We, we know that uh, – so we can assume that Gronkowski. a guy like your Michael Finley is not going to be on there. I'm just trying to think of the tight ends. I assume Tony Gonzalez. This is voted on, of course, by the players and, and – we saw last year Ray Lewis was fourth on the list. Yeah, Obviously, crazy. that has something to do with uh, the respect he has from his peers. Ray Lewis, see. Ray Lewis in 2011 was not the fourth best player in the NFL. It's a ridiculous thing to to, to say. So you assume Tony Gonzalez is going to be up there. I don't. You think Aaron Hernandez is going to show up in here? I don't. I think Probably. that this means that he's not in here. No, I bet Aaron Hernandez goes up. Really, a little bit. I would. And Aaron I, Hernandez is going to be one of the top 70 players. I, I it, To me, when you look at Tony Romo being behind Joe Flacco, that Cowboys yeah. players are being a little devalued here. So it wouldn't surprise me that two Patriots are above him. Jason Witten probably below him. I mean, it just – Jimmy Graham, I think, should be top 25. In yeah. the, I, I think he should be there. Gronkowski – May or may not be ahead of him in this. I think if I if I were starting a team, I'd rather have Jimmy Graham than Rob Gronkowski. But they're one and two. I would say the. I bet people like Jimmy Graham better, so he'll be ahead of him. Uh, I, it's because it's players voting, and I and I, so Tony Gonzalez is still coming up here. We're, right. we're assuming that right, and we're assuming Antonio Gates. We haven't Gates, seen Gates yet, right? I don't think so. Yeah, no, Gates hasn't been around. Wait, Witten though is. An I don't think. I mean, Gates didn't have a great year, but if when you look at this list here, obviously, if you're going to put Deshaun Jackson at 71, having a down 2011 season based it's on the body of work, yeah. Gates is going to is going to be up there too, right? I would imagine so. It's got to be that way because again, we still don't know how these players are voting. Obviously, some of it's got to be personality. Some of it's got to be you know what they did last year, what they did this year. It, it, it makes me wonder too because you know a lot of the Giants guys. Are far are far down the list that maybe not a lot of NFC East players are voting because not only would you vote for guys who are on your team, you'll also be looking at the guys you play at in your division. We see this guy twice a year. Oh yeah, you know. So I I feel a little bit more strongly about him. Yeah, but Deshaun Jackson's at seventy one, and it blows my point right out of the water mm-hmm. immediately. Jason Witten, though, I do want to say this year I'm expecting big things out of him. Actually. This was the uh, first time in three seasons he didn't reach 1,000 yards. His receptions, first time in three years, he didn't have at least 90 receptions. Those numbers are going to go up. I know LaRon Robinson was kind of a go-to guy, and Steve White's talked about this on Tuesday, that he was their go-to guy, and now this year it's going to go back to Witten, who I feel is going to have a a big season. All right. Well, you know, we'll see. I think that uh, Jason Witten might be a little – maybe the fact is that uh, we've seen the best of Jason Witten. Have we though? I well, I, you you've speculated that <laughs> you, because you're an optimist, you're going uh, glass half full. I think, as I keep saying, if Tony Romo, Desi Bryant, and Miles Austin can all stay on the field for 16 games, which is no small feat in uh, in today's NFL, if they can, that team is going to be gangbusters. And to- uh, Jason Witten as the third option, uh, that's a pretty scary passing game. So, um, anyway, all right. So there you go. 
uh, episode number three now of our top 100 review here. We do it every Wednesday night after the uh, episode airs on the NFL Network. Be on the lookout for that. And uh, speaking of which, be on the lookout for part two of episode 66 of the Dave Damashek football program available, as always, on iTunes. That's probably your best bet. Just subscribe now, and then you don't have to worry to look for, you don't need my scheduling notes, because it'll just show up on your iTunes. How about that? Or you can always go to davedamashek.nfl.com and track down every podcast that you want right there. And uh, so we'll be back tomorrow for uh, a little uh, a little puck talk for you hockey fans out there. Otherwise, we'll be back next week uh, with our usual hooey and applesauce. In the meantime, though, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you when you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.